Welcome to the Relentless Grace Podcast. This church has left the building. Your host is Pastor Paula Mamel. Welcome to Relentless Grace, a podcast for people who are seeking an authentic, unbridled faith connection with Jesus that is relevant in the 21st century. Whether you have been bruised by organized religion and walked away, or are still engaged but looking for a way to deepen your spiritual journey, Relentless Grace is a podcast to connect with your spirit. Each week, I try to make connections between the timeless Word of God and the reality of our everyday lives through reflections on the Word and ways to implement your faith in your daily life. This show is seeking to provide a re-communion of seekers, doubters, stayers, and leavers with the power of the Holy Spirit outside the walls of a congregation. This church has left the building. This week, we're going to take a look at a very small passage from Psalm 23, for his name's sake. Four words, but four words that I think are absolutely vital, because we live at a time where people have taken hold of the name of Christian, people have taken hold of the name of God for their own agenda. And as followers of Christ, as people who are walking on paths of righteousness, we are called not to judge, but to love and to follow in the path of love that Jesus leads us down. I get a little passionate today because this is a topic that burns at my soul. I hope you enjoy the podcast. A reading from John chapter 2, verses 7 through 12, New Revised Standard Version. Beloved, I am writing you no new commandment, but an old commandment that you have had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word that you have heard. Yet I am writing you a new commandment that is true in him and in you, because the darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining. Whoever says, I am in the light, while hating a sibling, is still in the darkness. Whoever loves a sibling abides in the light, and in such a person there is no cause for stumbling. But whoever hates a sibling is in the darkness, walks in the darkness, and does not know where the way to go, because the darkness has brought on blindness. I am writing to you, little children, because your sins are forgiven on account of his name. A reading from Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 13, New Revised Standard Version. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For one believes with the heart leading to righteousness, and one confesses with the mouth leading to salvation. The scripture says, No one who believes in him will be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. The same Lord is Lord of all and is generous to all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. A reading from Exodus chapter 20, verse 7. Good New Translation. Do not use my name for evil purposes. For I, the Lord your God, will punish anyone who misuses my name. In recent years, there's been a great deal of discussion about renaming historical landmarks, 
lakes, rivers, parks, and buildings that bear the names of people whose legacies may not be in line with values that are seen as worthy of glorifying. As a result, the largest lake in Minneapolis, which was named for John C. Calhoun, the Southern politician who supported slavery and the dispossession of Native Americans from their homelands in the South through the 1830 Indian Removal Act, was renamed by the Department of Natural Resources, who changed the name to Bidet Macaw Ska, which means White Earth Lake in Dakota. Similarly, the Sackler name has been removed from countless buildings, including ones at Oxford and the Louvre. People felt that they no longer wanted to be associated with a family who exploited people to create an opioid crisis that resulted in the deaths of countless people. The debate rages constantly as to what names we are going to remove and what names need to be honored. I thought about that as I was considering the passage for today's podcast. He leads me along paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Today, we're focusing on what that means. What does it mean when we say we are following our shepherd for his name's sake? Now, historically, the sheep belong to the shepherd. It's not about the sheep. It's about the shepherd the one who is guiding them and leading them for the shepherd's purpose. So it's not about what the sheep are doing. He's leading us for his sake. And that's true of us in our walk with God. We are being led along a path and doing what we do not for ourselves, not for our own self-aggrandizement, not for our own honor, not to have our names placed on buildings, but rather for the name of Christ. But sadly, in recent years, and I think actually, to be fair, historically, a lot has been done in the name of God that really isn't for God's name's sake, but rather for the agendas of the people following God. Now, historically, the church has done some pretty horrible things. And I could spend an entire series talking about that. As a matter of fact, that's the reason a lot of people have left the church. They leave the church because they can't stand what the church represents. They can't stand how throughout history, whether it was through the Crusades or the persecution of the witches, or the support of slavery, or the persecution of people who are gay. The church again and again and again has been on the wrong side of history. But all of those times that it has happened, it's been, I believe, because people have done things for their own sake. And I think that's really true right now. And to be honest, I think we're reaching a crisis state in this world because of what the name of Christianity is representing so often. Now, make no mistake about it. A lot of good has been done in the name of God throughout history. Social service organizations in particular bear the name of many denominations, many Christian churches, hospitals, places like Lutheran social services, places that have stood in the gap for the last, the lost, and the least. But the truth is, 
a lot of people, when they hear the name Christian, immediately associate it with judgment, with hatred, with vitriol, and with condemnation. And the sad thing is that that is not for the sake of God. Because one of the interesting things about that is that often the people that we say God hates are the same people we hate. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that completely, utterly false and wrong? God is very, very, very clear about what we are called to do as followers of Christ, as people who are being led along these paths. Jesus says it again and again and again. He says, judge not, love one another. But instead, so many people in the name of God have said, love not, judge one another. Going around determining who's good and who's bad and who's in and who's out and labeling condemnation on other people based on what they think is acceptable and moral. Most recently, I have found most disturbing the hatred and vitriol that has gone out toward the trans community. It makes me physically ill. Jesus says to us, I love you. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. God loves us for who we are and gives us a sense of that identity, of that awareness. Jesus renames people as they find their true identity. He renamed Peter. God renamed Jacob after he wrestled with God. This concept of finding our identity in Christ is not new and changing our identity based on who we understand ourselves to be. And yet there's, there's so much vitriol and hatred in the name of God toward communities, toward people that we judge. And that is not for God's sake. God says, Beloved, love one another. God says that we are called to show that love, to show that grace. That's what it means to follow Jesus. That's what it means to walk in the path of God. We are not the shepherd. We are not the deciders. We are not the arbiters of who's in and who's out. That is purely God's job. And through the love and grace of Jesus Christ, we have all been redeemed. None of us can stride into heaven and say, I belong here because I've done everything right and I've judged all the right people and told all the right people that they're going to hell. That's not how it works. After Pat Robertson died, and Pat Robertson was a man who was open about his judgment of others. After he died, I posted on Facebook, I bet Pat Robertson is surprised he's celebrating pride in heaven. He may be confused about his final destination, and it could take him a while to figure out where he landed, having finally figured out that God is a God of love. Robertson missed the point. He failed to see what our legacy as Christians is supposed to be. And I say this not to judge him, but because of the ease with which he judged others 
and said they were going to hell. The legacy that we are called to have as followers of Christ is people who are people of love. People who follow and walk in the name of God, not lifting up our own name, our own righteousness, but rather being building blocks in the kingdom, like the makers of the great cathedral who were not concerned about whether their name was on the building. They just wanted to toil for the glory of God because it's not about us. It's not about what we do, and we are certainly not the ones who are able to judge and look at others and say, oh, you get in and you get out. We don't draw people to the kingdom of God by doing that. We are called to be instruments and agents of love. The commandment, thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, I think is one of the most misunderstood commandments of all. People think that that is about using vulgarity, about using four-letter words. That's not what it's about. It's about taking the power of God's name and claiming it for yourself. It's about saying that only people of a certain belief should be part of a political party, and that God has a certain approach and votes a certain way. That's taking God's name in vain and using God for your own purpose, claiming God, taking God hostage and putting God in the trunk of your car and driving God around wherever you want so that you can control the agenda of where God is going to judge and who God's going to hate. That is not doing it for his namesake. It's not about us. It's about love. It's about grace. It's about forgiveness. It's about the fact that we are invited in in spite of everything that we are, in spite of our own judgmentalism, in spite of our own frailties, in spite of our own failures. Anytime anyone takes the Bible and reads it and applies condemnation to other people, they are reading it wrong. When I read the Bible and I feel chastised, It's about me being chastised. It's about me learning where I am called to walk with God. It's not about me reading it and saying, oh, I can apply that to that person to judge them, and I can apply that to that person to tell them that they're in the wrong. That is not what it's about. We have missed the boat. People miss the boat when they put their names on buildings. I believe that fervently people who give money to an organization so that they can have their name applied to it. It's one of the reasons that pastorally I could never stand when people wanted to give something and then put a plaque to apply their name. I once served in a church that put the names of who gave the cross on the crosses in the church. Like, the death of Jesus Christ brought to you by. That's not who we are called to be. We are not lifting up our own name. And when we do that, we miss the boat. We need to be humbled. Humble thyself in the sight of the Lord and God will lift us up. God's name is used for forgiveness. God's name is used for salvation. The name of Christ is the password to get us into the kingdom of heaven. This is about God. Don't judge. Love. And make it about the sake of God and not yourself.
for his name's sake. Amen. We are one in the Spirit. We are one in the Lord. We are one in the Spirit. We are one in the Lord. And we pray that all unity may one day be restored. And they'll know we are Christian by our love, by our love. Yes, they'll know we are Christian by our love. We will walk with each other. We will walk hand in hand. We'll walk with each other. We will walk hand in hand. And together we'll spread the news that God is in our land. And they'll know we are Christian by our love, by our love. Yes, they'll know we are Christian by our love. We will work with each other. We will work side by side. We'll work with each other. We will work side by side. And we'll guard each one's dignity and save each one's pride. And they'll know we are Christian by our love, by our love. Yes, they'll know we are Christian by our love. All praise to the Father from whom all things come. All praise to Christ Jesus, His only Son. And all praise to the Spirit who makes us one. And they'll know we are Christian by our love, by our love. Yes, they'll know we are Christian by our love. This week, I'd like you to do something for the sake of God. Right now, I believe we are in a crisis in this country. And for my Canadian listeners, I believe the crisis is not just unique to the United States. I believe we have reached a place where the name of Christ and Christianity has gotten so bad that people assume that you aren't a good person if you're a Christian. My kids, when they went to college and they would tell their friends that their mother was a pastor, they would add, oh, but she's not the the bad kind, she's the good kind, the kind that loves people. Because for so many people, they hear that you're a Christian and they assume that you are supporting hate-filled things because we have let that narrative get away from us. We have let that narrative of Christians are going around judging others and being hate-filled and part of this anti-woke culture war. And I think it's absolutely vital for people who claim who Christ was and who Christ is, and what it means to be a follower, to speak up, and to show that Christianity is not a bad thing. But the only way that's going to happen is if we are bold, if we are faithful, and if we risk taking that view by letting others know that, yes, we do things because we are believers in Jesus Christ, and Jesus Christ is about love. I often tell people that I see myself as a PR agent for Jesus. I see what the world has done with Christ, and it makes me mad. Because every time you draw a line and put someone on the other side of the line to condemn them, Jesus is on the line with those you're condemning. Jesus stands with those who are outcast. And it makes me mad that people see Christianity as this judgmental, 
hate-filled thing that is the absolute antithesis of everything that Jesus was about. If I sound like I'm really passionate about this, it's because I am. The song says they will know we are Christians by our love, not by our hatred or our condemnation or our hate-filled actions, by turning on refugees, by condemning people who are trans, by going around and saying what people should read and what they shouldn't. And somehow that is becoming what Christianity is about, and that's sad. And so I am challenging you to do something in the name of Christ and let others know that you're doing it for his name's sake, for Jesus Christ, because you love God, because the only way that this changes is if we take that power back, not for ourselves, but for Jesus. Why do I do what I do? Because I love Jesus. Because I am angry that others have taken the word of a God who is so clear, love one another. It couldn't be clearer than that. That's what Jesus is about. But the only way things change, the only way that we move toward that place of grace is when we are willing to stand up and say, yes, I am a Christian. This is what a Christian looks like. All of that other stuff, that is a bastardization. That is taking what Jesus meant and twisting it and turning it and making it your own agenda. That is not right. We have to stand up for what is right. During World War II, so many Christians went along with Hitler, including 80-some percent of clergy, because they were fearful because they wanted to go with the flow. The bold few paid the price, but they did the right thing. That same kind of thing is happening now in our culture, as people are condemned for who they love, for how they love, for their gender expression. We don't have any right to do that. I know who I am, and I know I need Jesus, but I know I serve Jesus. And so this week, do something for his namesake, whether it means posting something about your faith and how you live it out and not saying, oh, look, I did this wonderful thing and I did it because of Jesus. That's not it at all. But claim the name of Christ and shine the light of being a follower of Jesus Christ for all the right reasons. Make it about God, not about you. Have a conversation and say, this is what it means for me to be a Christian. All of that other stuff, that is not who Jesus is. And again, I am not trying to do the judgment of, I don't think those folks are welcomed in heaven. I just don't think they get the picture and they are doing so much damage. So this week, go out, do something for the name of Jesus, and let's work to reclaim that word so that people can know who Christ is. Because the world needs more love. Thank you for joining me for today's episode of Relentless Grace. As I said at the beginning, I get a little passionate today because this topic is why I started this podcast, because it's so easy to be burned out by the church and by the judgment and by all of that other stuff. But this is why we need to do what we're doing for the name of Christ. I've done this as 
a passionate ministry so that people can hear this kind of message. And because of that, I really encourage you, if you enjoy the podcast, to share it with others so that others might know that the kind of media present by those who are judgmental is not the only one, that there are progressive alternatives. That's why I really do hope that you are able to share this with people who are looking for this kind of faith experience, not for my name's sake, but for the sake of Jesus, for them to understand and see the relentless grace of God we need in our lives. It's also why I humbly ask each week for your support, either through Patreon or through Venmoing me at PV Mamel, because this ministry takes time and it really is a job. But I need the support to continue to do this even as I augment my income elsewhere. So your support is meaningful to me, and I'm deeply grateful, even as I humbly and awkwardly mention it each week, because this does not come easily for me. There is a link in the show notes if you wish to support me using Patreon, or as I said, you could also Venmo me at PV Mamel. I am grateful for those of you who are sharing this message. I'm grateful for those of you who are giving feedback, and I am grateful for the grace of God that has given me this avenue to proclaim something that is so meaningful to me, because our world needs to know that it's not about the names on the building. It's not about what we do. It's about the forgiveness and the love of Christ. This week, I want to thank everyone who provided help for this. Dan McKnight, who does my introduction, and Ruth Skinner, the closing song every week. And this week, I'd also like to thank Cami Wenberg, who always provides amazing music, and my reader, Lila Dixon. Lila was a little girl in a parish that I served in Hunter, North Dakota, And she willingly is reading for the podcast this week, and her brother is going to do it again in a few weeks. One of the joys of this podcast is engaging people that I've known at different stages of my life and using the gifts of different ages. If you'd like to read or be involved or sing, please let me know. See, that's what the grace of God is about. People providing their skills and their abilities and their joy and their support so that we can share with the world the grace of Jesus Christ. I send you with a blessing. For you shall go out in joy and be led back in peace. The mountains and the hills before you shall burst into song, and all of the trees of the field shall clap their hands. May you go forth knowing that our Lord is about joy, and our job is not to be about judgment, but about shouting the joy of the Lord. Amen. You shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills will break forth before you. There'll be shouts of joy and all the trees of the field will clap, will clap their hands. And all the trees of the field will clap their hands. The trees of the field will clap their hands. The trees of the field will clap their hands as you go out with joy.